Hello and welcome to 12 Weeks, a weekly podcast where two friends, Haider, that's me, and Abdul Mahsin, keep each other accountable for the goals we want to achieve, projects we want to complete, and habits we want to develop. Why 12 weeks? Because one year is too long and 30 days is too short for meaningful change. In 12 weeks, we can write books, launch businesses, or lose a good chunk of weight. We share tips and tricks as well as discuss our struggles and celebrate our successes. Listen in for a dose of learning and inspiration. Hello. Hi, Haider. How are you? Hi, Abdelmahsin. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How were your uh, eight gatherings? Uh, all good. All good. Enough time to do that and sleep as well. Okay, great. Yeah. What Excellent. about you? Uh, good. We managed uh, to do all like um, uh, house visits on the first day of Eid, uh, but. For me, life feels very different now that I can like dr- uh, drink water throughout the day. I like I feel I'm uh, more in control of my days, so uh, it feels different. Mm-hmm. Does does it happen? Okay, so uh, whenever uh, Ramadan is over, uh, the first couple of days after, which are usually Eid, uh, whenever I want to have uh, something to drink in the morning, I hesitate. I'm like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> oh. Does that happen to you? Yeah, it used to happen to me. But uh, now, like, I, I've programmed myself, like, to anticipate morning oh, coffee. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, like, uh, the past uh, week, I didn't get so much work done. Um, mm. But in terms of, like, my, my habits... Because the funny thing is, like, when it comes to uh, habits, and especially before Ramadan, uh, one of the things that I try to stick to is uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, yeah. And the way I do it is that I typically don't eat at night. So, of mm. the Ramadan fast. Mm. And uh, this is what I've been on for the past uh, four days. Um and so far, I lost, I think, 2.4 kilos. Oh, nice. That's Just impressive. from, yeah. Uh, I know, like, people who would listen listen into this call would say, yeah, that's water weight. Mm. Uh, it could very well be, but for me, that's progress. Like, I'm happy with that. Mm. Nice. Uh, for, over a uh, course of how long? Uh, one month, is it, or more? No, uh, actually, just the last four days. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, do you have a habit of uh, checking your weight every morning or something, or is it just by coincidence that you check? Uh, I started checking after Ramadan. Oh, okay. Okay. I yeah. see. I see. Nice. And the thing is, uh, yeah, I believe I mentioned this before, but uh, I check my weight mostly as a reminder uh, that this is a target for me to work on. Uh, it's not that because sometimes uh, um, measuring weight isn't the best indicator of health um, because if you gain muscle, it may show that you've not lost weight or maybe that you've increased weight. Mm. Uh, so uh, 
checking weight generally is not considered um, a, a good measure of uh, health. Um, I think it's better to uh, measure the waist, the waistline, to see uh, any improvements in that, or, or generally how cl- clothes fit on you. Uh, but uh, for me, it's like an easy thing to do. I just hop on the scale, uh, check the number, and record it to be mindful that this is something I need to work on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, as you said, it's it's more of the convenience thing. That's why it's a very popular way of measuring health, let's say. Uh, just go by weight. It's the quickest and easiest thing to measure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so one thing uh, I've noticed this week, and I was reflecting on uh, something you've said, uh, I think it was in the, in the last episode, um, this idea of uh, automating a habit or automating an activity so that it becomes uh, less stressful or less men- uh, mentally taxing. Um, and I mean, when you when you were discussing it, I realized that it was like I agreed with it and uh, I realized that this was something I wanted to keep an eye on. Uh, but over the, this past week, I realized that that's like a, a, a golden nugget from the past episode. Um, uh, and the reason being is this past week, uh, I mean, the whole change switching uh, the routine of the day from uh, the very last days of Ramadan to Eid, um, and I think everybody's routine gets um, violated, let's say, during those uh, days. Um, and I think that's why I, this past week I was also unproductive, uh, uh. like you were. Yeah. Uh, so if you remember from uh, last week, um, I went to the gym four times. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to challenge myself this week. So... I think with this intro, you you already know that I did not <laughs> go to the gym four times <laughs> this, this week. Um, okay. Yeah, and 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 uh, and I did a lot of. I mean, okay, not a lot, but like I I I, I thought about it, and I think um, the, the in the past week uh, I went to the gym four times, and in those four times I went to the gym between nine and ten p.m. Like I was at the gym between those times. Uh, and I think that's why it became, quote unquote, automated or uh, more of a routine. Um, and the thing that kept me going was uh, I didn't give myself time to think, uh, to, to talk my way out of it. So the moment it, uh, uh, it was 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m., I quickly just changed and went to the gym. Uh, ah, okay. Because it worked during uh, Ramadan timing. Um, but yeah, but now I'm trying to change up the schedule um, and, you know, aid and all. Uh, and, and, uh, and so that slot, that 9.30 p.m. slot, just wasn't available anymore. Um, and so I was scrambling to find another time during the day to go to the gym, and I failed. So. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, I think a routine of, like... Uh, with a time trigger in terms of it's 9 p.m. I have to go to the uh, to the gym uh, is one approach you can take and then maybe you can also set like a range of available time um, where it's possible anytime within that range you would be able to go as well like uh-huh. 
find find another approach it may help i don't know because um again with the change in schedule and uh, a lot of social commitments sometimes you don't anticipate like you know that there's going to be a family gathering at some point in the day you just don't know exactly when you're going to go or like the anticipation of a family gathering may throw you off mm-hmm. um, so uh, again, like unpredictable times may be hard uh, to plan activities within. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, like it, it may help to introduce some flexibility even going forward. Like if you don't find a perfect time to go, maybe give yourself a couple of options, uh, either in uh, like early morning or even in the evening. That might help. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the anticipation part is important. If you know that uh, you won't have that slot anymore, uh, then you have to work around it. Um, but yeah, uh, as you're saying, I'm, I'm starting to think of. I used to think that routine was like a like a foe, like it was the um, uh, I don't know, it was the antagonist. Uh, yes. On our like journey to becoming the best versions of ourselves um but now i'm starting especially yeah yeah especially if you value freedom and yeah flexibility like uh, having that routine seems like it's constraining you exactly exactly and i know there are like extremes like i know that uh you don't want everything to be like 100 percent planned and everything is blocked out and at least not for me like i don't want things to be robotic Um, But now I'm starting to understand the value of a routine. Um, And I'm reminded of um, uh, this guy we talked about before, uh, Marshall Haas, um, which is a guy that was attempting to go uh, uh, traveling for the whole of the, uh, for the entirety of 2019. Um, And then he just cut uh, that uh, plan uh, short um earlier this month or last month because he just found out that he he can't get a hold of kept jumping and the routine was killing his uh, productivity um and so i'm i'm starting to um uh, think more about this uh this area uh around how a routine uh, enables you to keep track of your or or to accomplish your goals uh habits and things like that yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, because um, and just uh, another thing that has to do with health. So at least for me, uh, I'm not a gym type of person, uh, but I find that whenever I have a uh, like like a PT session, a personal training session, uh, I'm more likely to go. It's not like that. I've never skipped one, but I'm more likely to go, uh, and partly it's because there's someone there that's like keeping me accountable or expecting me to show up. Uh, but also because it's already blocked, like it's, I've committed to that routine or that time during, uh, in my day. Uh, so it's yes. scheduled. And so I'm more likely to stick to it. Uh, yeah, and there's a social obligation as well towards someone else. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, so this is me saying that uh, I did not accomplish my weekly <laughs> my weekly goal of going four times to the gym. Uh, I was able to go twice. Um, and I think both times were Sunday, Monday, which were the last two days of Ramadan. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So oh, okay. there you go. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So the transition uh, is very clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. I think so. And I don't want to make a- a- excuses. Like I could have worked around it, but um, it's just that I, I mean, I, obviously I just prioritized family gatherings and things like that uh, and just resting over uh, over going to the gym. Yeah. yeah. I, I uh, think it's, um, uh, it's hard to predict everything that's going to happen. And you know how um, pre- trying to predict future behavior uh, is usually unrealistic, which is why a lot of New Year's resolutions, people don't c- commit to them because they think of them in the abstract. And in the abstract, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, Or you as- assume the best version of yourself is going to show up to those habits. So yeah. you assume that it's going to be easy. You're going to be committed. Everything's going to go well, that kind of thing. But when you're actually within that experience and you don't feel like it, or something wrong, hap- something bad happens, uh, you get caught up in some work that sort of takes you away from the habits you want to build, it gets messy. So uh, it is important to kind of try to anticipate some uh, messiness and to say, um, I may not end up having time or I may feel uh, exhausted after family gatherings. Uh, these are th- some things to sort of anticipate. But it's hard to anticipate everything. So um, like, it's better to learn from experience and say, how do we apply it for the, for the next time? That's true. That's true. Um, but so here's the learning I'm trying to get out of this. Uh, I understand that you, like, you can't anticipate exactly like when the family gathering will be or how long it will take uh, or how you're going to feel after that family gathering, if you're still energetic or not. Um, but you can, but I think you like you can anticipate that your routine will be violated. I'm using this word a lot, but yeah. So yeah. You, you know that you know that um, the day won't be the same just because, let's say, from Ramadan to Eid, and let's say the week after Eid, there's a lot of adjusting that goes on, and you can anticipate that. Like you know that Eid is coming, right? You know that you, your schedule will change, um, and so should you. Uh, in, in anticipation of that, should you plan how you're going to adjust your habits or is it just a given that it will take time? Um, and the reason I'm, I'm trying to figure that out is because next week uh, my schedule is going to change again because I'm planning on traveling for um, about a month. So I know I won't have the same time slot to go to the gym again, things like that. Yeah, uh, um... So what you can do is uh, either come up with a plan ahead of time. Say, for example, it's the end of Ramadan and you say to yourself, uh, I know that my my days are going to be messed up within the days of Eid. Um, So when are the likely times I can go to the gym? Uh, Mm -hmm. Or if it's kind of difficult to to leave the house to get some exercise uh, done, 
you can ask yourself what kind of exercises can I do at home to for not being able to the, to go to the gym but that thinking process it's much better to do it in advance so that when the day when you you're in the day of Eid you you've already started for example 6 p.m you're going to go to the gym so you know that your plan has changed uh, your your schedule has changed in terms of commitments but you've actually adjusted what time your uh, gym slot is going to go through yeah uh, if it's unpredictable like you're traveling and then you don't know where the gym is going to be how long it's going to to take you to get there what are your commitments with family that kind of thing uh, you can say uh, for example before going on the trip uh, what are the unknowns when it comes to the habit that you want to to uh, continue or the habit you want to develop and then uh, what are the variables you need to take into consideration to make a decision mm. uh, but again like Uh, if you sort of um, ignore that kind of planning and thinking ahead of time, uh, once you're in the thick of things, you may not end up making any of those decisions. So you just Do not. Uh, like drift with the circumstances or mm. the decisions people are making around you. Mm. I see. I yeah, see. that's why it's very important to at least say, like to have a, a mental peg where you're saying, Uh, going to the gym matters to me and I need to figure out when I'm going to go, hmm. uh, how long I'm going to spend and like what will I be doing at the gym. At least hmm. that kind of, uh, you kind of create an open loop in your mind uh, that you need to resolve. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And and it's because I'm, I'm reminded of uh, right before uh, Ramadan began, um, I knew that in anticipation, I knew that, uh, you know, with Ramadan, you're going to have a lot of uh, sweets and a lot of food and things like that. So, uh, and I didn't want to get myself into that. I didn't want to float as, as, uh, as you've described. So uh, I've decided uh, at that time, I decided to sign up for a meal plan and have my meals. And I stuck to it um, yeah. because I knew in anticipation. That's interesting. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So and 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 for travel, I mean, uh, I guess the known variables uh, are um, that I know I'm going to be walking a lot. Uh, so at least I'll I'll have considerably more steps throughout the day compared to like in Kuwait. Um, but also that I know that there is a gym at the hotel uh, I'll be staying at. Um, I guess the only unknown is at what time during the day. Uh, will I most likely uh, like uh, work out or go to the gym? Uh, I think that's what needs figuring out, and I don't yeah. think I can plan it. You know. Yeah. Uh, or maybe start with like an initial time. Let's say, let's say 5 p.m. and then adjust from there. But at yeah. least you've you've kind of scheduled something in. Uh, it's in the plan and then you see whether it, it works for you or not mm-hmm. i see yeah and, and it's interesting that you mentioned 5 p.m the, the time that was uh, that i was thinking about is uh, any sometime midday um just because based of our previous travels usually 
what we do is we um, like we go out throughout the day and things like that. But then we go back to the to the hotel for like refreshing, um, relaxing a bit, uh, or even taking a nap, um, and then going out again for the rest of the night. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. So that slot might be the the best slot. But yeah. 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 At least I'm at again. It's it. it's too soon to tell, but mm-hmm. at least you're trying to figure this one uh, this thing out, uh, because the goal matters to you. Yeah. yeah. And again, you can you can make adjust adjustments based on your travels. Maybe you say, okay, I'm just gonna do additional like squats and push ups rather than commit to going to the gym it's 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 based on what what your goal is and what would help serve it best yeah yeah agreed cool 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 nice uh what about you yeah. <laughs> have uh, in terms of let's say uh, exercise and health how has that been um, yeah the past four days uh, were uh, very good for me uh, in oh, terms nice. of, again in terms of uh, like health and habits. Okay. Uh, so the, the day of Eid, the, uh, like our lunch was very junky and mm-hmm. I'm not going to disclose how junky <laughs> it was. Okay. Uh, or we're we're assuming the worst. Junk food restaurants. Okay, we're assuming the worst, but okay, proceed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, assuming the worst is a good bet. Okay, good, nice. <laughs> wow, okay. 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 Uh, but again, straight after, because I felt um, I have more control over like my day and when I eat, how much I eat. And um, like with me, because sometimes I eat uh, out of stress, um, I, I try not to be, uh, okay, the sort of the, like the diet plan I try to follow is usually strict, like with intermittent fasting. Within the fast, I'm not allowed to eat anything. Um, but I give myself permission if I'm feeling um, stressed out or if I feel like I re- I'm really craving something, uh, I, I set a threshold for myself. So rather okay. than say, um, I'm going to break the diet, I would say, um, this is my ideal, which is not to eat at night. But then if I would like to eat something, it should follow these sort of uh, conditions let's say uh, avoiding uh, white carbs or avoiding sugar at least it's not my ideal but i'm not going off uh, off my diet mm-hmm. um uh, but uh, what i'm uh, following right now is uh, intermittent fasting and uh, the past few days it's more of um, a one meal a day uh, sort of uh, schedule i basically have lunch and then i don't eat anything else Um, but uh, for breakfast i have bulletproof coffee which is coffee with the butter and uh, uh, it's meant to be coconut oil or mct oil Uh, i use um, an oil that that comes from the company that came up with bulletproof coffee it's called uh, brain octane oil. Okay. Okay. But basically, it's um, bulletproof coffee as uh, coffee with butter and coconut oil or MCT oil. That's the, the main thing. 
So, so bulletproof coffee is a recipe, not a type of coffee. Uh, yes, it's a recipe. Okay. Um, and it was advocated by uh, someone called Dave Asprey. And he has a company with branded bulletproof coffee. So okay. it's both the ingredients and the brand. Okay. And, and you what, don't what have the... to actually use their products. Okay. Just follow the recipe. So what, what, yeah. what's the benefit of bulletproof? It sounds nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the benefit is uh, it uh, doesn't have like as a uh, beverage or you can consider it a meal. Uh, it doesn't have any uh, carbs. Uh, or fat, uh, or sorry, definitely fat, uh, no carbs, no protein. Uh, it gives you an energy boost uh, without the side effects of uh, carbs. And according to Dave Asprey, I'm not really uh, sure about this, it's that it, it also doesn't break a fast, uh, it doesn't break an intermittent fast. Mm. Um, uh, and I'm much more comfortable believing that Bulletproof doesn't break the fast so for the time being, I'm going to believe him. Nice. Um, okay. And it's like, it's comfortable for me and it's serving me well. Uh, and usually like if I stick to bulletproof coffee for a few weeks, like it, it gives me a, a like very good boost of energy in the morning. And I don't feel like eating uh, anything until late lunch. Uh, I may even be able to stretch that as well. Mm. Um, and the, uh, uh, like uh, bulletproof coffee aside, uh, in general, uh, fat, uh, like consuming fat uh, actually like satiates us so we don't feel hungry uh, for an extended period of time. The mm. problem with carbs is that they have energy, but then you, after eating, uh, like within an hour or two, you feel like you're hungry again. Um, mm. And that's why like whenever I went on, uh, any ketogenic diet I also like I always feel like I'm full and I'm satisfied with what I've eaten interesting uh, yeah so my routine now it's uh, bulletproof coffee in the morning and then uh, I have a meal where I don't um, I, I try to cut out uh, carbs or like white carbs so no uh, rice no pasta no bread Okay. Um, and I have uh, a salad usually, uh, like a salad with a protein. So mm -hmm. today we had um, uh, okra with like okra uh, stew with the okay. meat. So I had that with the salad. Um, mm. And uh, uh, like, again, I'm trying to cut out sugars so I wouldn't have uh, dessert after lunch. And uh, so far, I've not had anything uh, since I'm just drinking coffee now, and uh, that's it. And, and I, so, so, yeah, uh, I will most likely not have anything else apart from like drinking water throughout the day. Okay. And, and is this the first time you test out this, uh, um, let's say, food plan or meal plan, or have you done this regularly before? No, I, I've done this a few times. Um, okay. But again, like usually it's. Uh, when I experience a phase of high stress, I, I resort to uh, like junky food. Yeah, I think that's um, everybody. But, yeah, but but my default is like uh, my uh, ideal is this kind of program. 
okay. low carb, uh, sometimes low carb, high fat, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like intermittent fasting works uh, well, and uh, drinking water. Mm. Nice. That's interesting. Uh, actually, like one of the things I've been thinking about um, recently, or like the past couple of days, is on uh, like the friction that prevents us from committing to the habits that we want to build. Um, because sometimes, you know how uh, sometimes just changing to your gym clothes, uh, like that initial um, sort of like aspect of the habit can throw you off from doing something because mm. you feel like it's, it's a hassle. Okay. Uh, and the more friction that you remove from between you and the habit, the easier it is for you to develop that habit. Mm. So, and I, I've heard this a few times, but um, there's a book. I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but like it's one of my favorite books. It's called The Happiness Advantage. Mm, and yes. it talks about, yeah. So it's, it's ba- the basic premise of the book is that uh, su- uh, success doesn't lead to happiness. Happiness leads to success. So you try to be happy. And in being happy, you you operate in the best way you can, basically. Um, and one of the things that were covered in, uh, in the book is the idea of, again, uh, looking at uh, the friction that we can experience before doing uh, an activity we enjoy or uh, developing a skill that we want or developing a habit that we want to build. Uh, and uh, he, like the author mentioned a study where uh, I think it was... Uh, Anything that takes longer than 20 seconds or uh, 30 seconds to do, there's a possibility that you give up on doing it. Mm. So he was trying to learn how to play the guitar. Uh, and uh, he made sure to, to keep the guitar out rather than within a, like in a cupboard. So it's much easier for him to actually pick it up and start playing. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, so I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days. And uh, as an example, uh, for me, having a lot of uh, water is important like for, for me to drink throughout the day. And usually I try to make it enjoyable as well. So I would, uh, uh, I enjoy drinking sparkling water. I know, mm. Un- unpopular opinion. Um, yeah. But also like I, I put uh, a bit of uh, lemon juice in it. So it kind of feels like a soft drink. Mm. Um, and what I did is I used an app called Drops, which where like they deliver beverages to your house. Oh, okay. So I ordered a reasonable, let's say, mm-hmm. um, in quotes, reasonable uh, <laughs> okay. supply of sparkling water, okay. which will last me for a few days. Okay. Uh, and th- And the thing for that is, I don't want to end up not having like a water supply uh, that that makes me comfortable throughout the day, at least consuming something. Um, so b- because if I end up running out of, uh, you know how like uh, uh, when you want to eat clean or you want to eat healthy, uh, if you feel like snacking, you should have healthy snacks around. Um, because if you don't... Uh, if you run out of health, healthy snacks, your brain kind of kind of gives you an excuse or like 
you feel like you have permission to screw up your healthy habits. Mm. So I don't want to give myself that permission. So when it comes to drinking water, I want to make sure there's always a good supply of water available. And I'm looking at other areas where I like I want to plan ahead to make sure that the resources available to me do support the habits I want to build. Mm, I see. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just just a couple of comments here. The, um, I think let, let's mention the book, The Happiness Advantage. I remember reading it a long time back and I remember it being very good. Um, and I think I might reread it now that you've mentioned it. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the uh, more underrated books, less popular books. Um, yeah, and and I and I remember that when I picked it up, um, like one of the, one of the most obvious principles it's uh, it discusses is happiness leads to success as uh, as opposed to vice versa. Um, and I thought that it was just going to be like a two hundred page book that just goes uh, just says the or expresses that principle in, in different ways um so basically fluff but it's actually not that it's actually really well uh, written um the other thing is uh it's funny that you mentioned but um we've actually started using drops ourselves uh oh, nice. at home yeah so i remember so marv is the one that uh like mentioned uh, mentioned it or started using it um and i remember t telling her that i think we're the only people in kuwait that use that app <laughs> but i guess not <laughs> i guess it's more uh, popular apparently than it's I doing well so, really okay interesting yeah okay yeah because if somebody if, if, yeah if, if it's uh, i don't know i don't know my initial my initial reaction was can't you just buy the water from carriage or from Farabat? like why do you need an app just for beverages but yeah, I guess yeah. I might be wrong. I uh, might be misconstruing. But um, I actually, that was my initial um, uh, thought about it. Like um, buying water is possible with a grocery app. Why do I need a specialized app just yes. for like water or for beverages in general? Yeah. Um, but I actually compared the price of the water I'm going to buy between two apps. Uh, and then I found uh, drops to, to have the better price. So I, I went ahead with it. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't go that deep into like, analyze, uh, uh, like analyzing or justifying the decision. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, we are using drops. Um, no, but the other thing is, uh, uh, like yourself, I actually did switch to sparkling water around maybe four to six months ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was actually surprised that uh, many of like uh, many of the people that I know or, or close friends have actually switched as well to sparkling water. Um, so I think it's more popular than we think it is. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And, and, and I'm curious to know what triggered that event. And, and I couldn't think of a reason. Like sparkling okay. water has existed for so long. Uh, what triggered it for you? For me? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, good question. So for me, um, uh, let's say about a year ago, I think, or six months ago. Um, I don't know, sometime then. Uh, I uh, signed up for a meal plan. Um, uh, and I was actually, um, 
committed to it. Uh, and one of the things that uh, they told me to do is to is to uh, get on intermittent uh, get on intermittent fasting. Uh, okay. And I wanted to do that. Uh, and so the only allowed beverages were either sparkling water or water and uh, uh, cold brew uh, or black coffee, I, I guess, something like that, unsweetened. Yeah, black uh, coffee, yeah. Yeah, that guy told me. Um, and, and that's when I first uh, tried out sparkling water, uh, like as a replacement or as something that I can uh, consume without breaking my intermittent fast. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's when I was introduced to it, but then I, I got used to it. Uh, and I stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, it, I was uh, out with a friend and he ordered sparkling water. And like, I jokingly ordered sparkling water with him so I can tease him for being mm. an elitist. I'm like, ooh, fancy sparkling mm-hmm. water. <laughs> okay. um, but then I ended up, ended up having it and enjoying it. Mm. Uh, and uh, I kept at it. Uh, actually, mm. within my family, we're split. My, uh, me, my son, and my uh, younger daughter, uh, we enjoy sparkling water. My wife and my eldest uh, daughter, they don't. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. At least we uh, enjoy I, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's uh, my small win. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Uh, it's interesting that even, like, how old are your uh, younger siblings? Uh, 12. My son is 12, and uh, my daughter is 8. But she's been drinking it, I think, since she was uh, maybe 5 or 6. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's unexpected. Get them early. Yeah, teach them early, I guess, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so... Um, uh, jumping here, but uh, so w- uh, one of the things that you mentioned is uh, t- to keep uh, or maintain a habit or develop a habit, um, make it uh, easier to uh, to practice it. Uh, yes, remove the friction. Yeah, remove the friction. Yeah, um, and so uh, this is like slightly related to that, but um, for the second week running, I have. I haven't made any progress with the guide at all, uh, not a single word. So uh, just earlier today, uh, I thought about this idea of uh, breaking the very short guide that I had planned into even smaller chunks. Um, Because since I have already developed the outline, and I know like the broad uh, principles or the broad ideas that this guide will cover. Uh, I realized that those uh, ideas uh, are more or less independent ideas. Like they can be, they can be uh, independent, um, but together they serve the overall purpose of the guide. Uh, so I'm thinking of. Um, creating a very short sort of mini email course uh, uh, that spans three days. So the idea is um, you sign up for this like free, it's completely free and it's like a mini course and you get 
three emails, one per day. Uh, and you get that email first thing in the morning. Um, and uh, this uh, mini course uh, creates a filter for you, like personalized for you, uh, to filter ideas or to filter opportunities. Um, and this is obviously part of the guide that I had planned. Uh, but it's, so in order to create that filter, you go through a set of, let's say, three different uh, questions that you think about. And each question will take up an email. Um, and, and so, yeah, so I'm thinking of creating that uh, on my way to creating the overall guide just to get a sense of accomplishment uh, okay. on my way, yeah. Uh, my experience with the 30-day uh, productivity challenge, uh, basically for the last, um, uh, I think uh, we started in, uh, uh, on the, I think the 1st of May, uh, or maybe, uh, like it was definitely in like the 1st of Ramadan, uh, I started this 30-day productivity challenge. Uh, and uh, the point of it was to see if uh, people would find an email course on productivity beneficial. Uh, and okay. the reason why I wanted to do that is because I want to develop a coaching program uh, with daily emails as being a component of that. Uh, mm -hmm. or, or maybe like one of the packages is... Uh, for you to be able to go through the uh, the sort of uh, it's uh, like email coaching uh, or you take an uh, like another package that uh, uh, like that would include actual feedback and um, support uh, in addition to the emails uh, but i wanted to see whether emails like uh, would people find lessons through emails effective um, and as I was going through the, like uh, writing out the emails and sending them out, uh, I felt it was a much easier commitment for me than uh, online courses or eBooks. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's uh, definitely a very useful entry point. Uh, okay. And it also allowed me to like gauge the interest people might have uh, with like with the, the content I'm offering or like, the promise I'm making to help people improve their productivity. Mm. Uh, so uh, around 30 people like subscribed to the email. Uh, actually, uh, I think it was 35 people. Um, and like most of the feedback I received was, uh, actually all the feedback I received was positive, except for one person. He said he couldn't keep up. Uh, mm. So he decided to like leave the, the emails or like unsubscribe. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, so uh, the, ex the experience for me uh, made me rethink my approach to launching um, uh, launching products. So for the online course, uh, the 30-day productivity challenge actually serves one of the online courses I'm working on. Uh, but then I started thinking uh, if I was to present like the... The, the key ideas of each online course or uh, uh, because the thing about like email courses or um, any sort of um, promotional content, as long as you allow people to experience a transformation 
or a positive change in their lives before using your product, um, you've given them a reason to trust you with the product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, I was thinking if uh, for each online course, I was to do a seven-day or 14-day um, email uh, course where I can help people address some problems that they're facing in each of the areas that my online courses cover. So, uh, for example, if it's to do with... Um, uh, to do with life balance, what are people struggling with, productivity, learning, user experience design, that kind of thing. And then, uh, because that will also help me clarify, uh, and I'd be engaging with my readers um, in order to get feedback and uh, improve the structure and the layout of the course itself. So, like for you, I think it would be a very good idea to start off with let's say seven emails and and have a very specific uh, like um, uh, a result in mind or a transformation. People mm. are going into the uh, email course with a certain set of skills or attitudes and you want them to be different in some way at the end of the seven emails or whatever number of emails you decide uh, to send out. So yeah. what is that transformation? And then how can you help people get there? Uh, and then yeah. uh, after that, you can get feedback from them to say, okay, what else do you feel like you need? And then you prioritize that within the course, within the mm. guide. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. So it also becomes like a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, focus group. I hate that word, or can't. Okay, I don't not know. focus group. Feedback. Okay. Feedback loop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, like a, like a feedback loop. Like an effective feedback loop as opposed to a focus group, which is not effective. But that's for another podcast. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, yeah, I, I, th I think, uh, as you mentioned, I think that's uh, effective simply because uh, you're removing the friction. Um, I think... Uh, I mean, I already have uh, an email list that I've been growing for a couple of years now. Um, uh, but it's not the number of uh, subscribers that I already have, but it's more of I've already been doing this. I know how to do this. And to me, it's more or less effortless at this point to create a series of um, emails uh, and to like automatically have it triggered when someone signs up a... Uh, like a online form uh, and they get those emails uh, as an automation. Like I, I, there, there is no friction, let's say with that. Yes. Um, the only uh, thing I, I need is the, is the actual information. So, yeah. So, and again, it goes back to, to the point that we, uh, we talked about in the last call uh, about uh, like the skills that require effort, uh, effort and the skills that don't require effort. So mm -hmm. for the guide, you're kind of um, like facing an uphill battle because there are certain skills you need to, to develop in order to complete the guide. Yeah. But the uh, email course is like, because at this point, it doesn't require that much effort from you in terms of the, the actual activity being straightforward. You know, mm -hmm. you know what's required, you know how it, uh, it can be done and so on. So, um, like, 
there there's not much resistance that you need to face yeah so it makes yeah. it a lot easier for you to actually commit to it yeah yeah so it's both yeah it's both that it doesn't require uh me learning a new skill uh and also the fact that it's considerably like shorter or uh, a smaller package let's say um yeah so i'm gonna attempt that um and it's it's more or less even just a way for me to get unstuck because it's been two two weeks that i have just not done anything that has to do with the guide um and there is no excuse like not not change it routine not uh, not that i don't have time or any of that uh i seem to have just dropped it for a couple of weeks for no reason okay so, like you feel like you're avoiding it yeah yeah i think so um and like i can i can make assumptions as to why and things like that but that's not going to get me anywhere um so yeah i'm i'm going to i'm going to try to to prepare this like mini email course free mini email course um and see how it goes okay yeah. no i, I, I think that's it. a that's an excellent approach yeah cool what else hmm. uh okay uh yeah uh so uh case study conference i came across a uh, i mean okay so so just before i explain it so this is not a groundbreaking idea in any way shape or form um in fact it's very interesting because it's very simple um so uh, someone mentioned someone and i stumbled upon this conference uh, in utah this conference is called front or or the company is called front um and they have a uh, what's called a case study conference uh it's two days um and it, and each speaker is just explaining uh each speaker's talk is, basically covers a case study um something that uh, a challenge they've taken on or a project that they've taken on um and they focus on uh the thought process they focus on the methodology that was used they focus on um what they had to do uh to achieve the outcome uh so it's less focused on this is how much we've made out of this project or um uh, this project raised this many uh, amount of uh, this much amount of money uh or has gained this much popularity or or customers or whatever uh but more focused on the uh on it as a case study um the process of uh and and i i quickly thought that that was a a genius idea uh, again nothing groundbreaking but just simple tweak um because i i was reminded of the times that i've attended conferences um uh, in kuwait uh and and my assumption is the majority of people now hate attending conferences or hate the parts of conferences where it's just people that are um repeating um let's say obvious uh advice uh or advice that anybody can 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 um uh, teach let's say but where they are different or where people sort of uh focus more during those conferences is when uh, uh throughout the, uh, uh within the presentation there's a case study 
uh, or there's an example, a local example that's uh, that's shared. Um, and I think that's where the real learning happens uh, in those specific examples. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah, and so and so, what if? Uh, and again, this is a very simple tweak. What if there was a like a I don't know a one day conference or or a one day talk series where uh, the sole focus is on, on case studies. Um, so a speaker is allowed to speak only if they have a case study, like the, the only focus on the case study and nothing else. Um, and the idea is we want to we want to open up the thought process. We want to open up the um, approach that was taken. Uh, and I think and I think there's I think we're at a point in Kuwait where uh, many people, or I'd venture to even say a good majority of people uh, that knows what needs to be done, uh, or that knows let's say uh, those uh, repeated advice when it comes to business, when it comes to marketing, when it comes to startups or, or whatnot. Um, but it's only when you see or hear uh, a specific case study that you can relate to, like, ah, oh, okay, that's how this uh, business idea or business principle uh, can be uh, achieved or uh, can be approached. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, we yeah. actually did... Um... A, a sort of event series with this very idea in mind. It's called uh, Level Up. And okay. the intention behind it was uh, for an expert uh, to do two things. Uh, give a presentation in terms of the topic or his area of expertise. The, uh, the projects that they've worked on. So it's very similar in terms of uh, presenting case studies. Um, but also to do a live demonstration of how their expertise can be applied uh, to other startups. Mm. So I did I did one event with um, uh, like related to user experience design, okay. uh, and we had three startups, and I actually reviewed their startups within the event itself. Oh, so okay. Nice. Going through the website, going through the app, and explaining what user experience design is based on what I'm seeing in front of the audience. Mm. Uh, we also had another uh, event with uh, Hashem Bahbahani from uh, Coded okay. uh, because he's developed his expertise in uh, digital marketing. So he gave a presentation on that and then he supported a few startups on how to apply digital marketing principles um, to their startups. Mm. And I, I, I definitely agree in terms of the importance of case studies, like because uh, sometimes when you talk about principles in the abstract, it's, uh, people find it hard to relate it to real world uh, real world projects. Or sometimes the the principle is uh, sound, uh, like it's true, but with a few caveats. Or exactly, you, you need exactly. to know how to actually implement it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely, and uh, I'll want to talk to you offline about that uh, experience of uh, the Level Up uh, series um, and where you're going with it and things like that. Um, we might have time maybe next podcast. Well, I'd like to open that uh, up a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the idea came about just 
I mean, I stumbled on the idea. I'm not going to claim that, oh, yeah, I've come up with a groundbreaking way to make conferences better. But uh, I just I just thought I just stumbled on this. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Uh, and then someone from uh, uh, Twitter kind of uh, uh, wanted to take that, uh, take the lead and do something about it. Uh, and I think it was a worthy candidate, let's say. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. We're just like, it's just very early. But the so, uh, the, the important, like when I when I had the conversation with this guy, uh, he's he's like a, he's, he's a friend from uh, uh, from college. Um, but uh, the distinction we were trying, like when we, when we had that conversation, the distinction we were trying to make is um, it's not, let's say, startup stories. So it's not like uh, a successful startup in Kuwait and they just come in and they talk about their experience, um, like the problems they went through. The, it's, it's almost that, but not quite. It's more of, let's say, um, uh, let's say it's a bit smaller than uh, a full-blown startup. It's more of a like a project or a case study, um, as opposed to uh, like a full operational business, uh, and then just sort of come on in and talk about the day-to-day, talk about how you uh, funded this uh, and things like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's sort of close but not quite, um, and maybe through examples I'll uh, I'll better be able to explain the difference, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, uh, thank you for letting me know about the conference. Uh, yeah, I was I just yeah I just want to uh, uh, Twitter to find out that uh, uh, because the, when you mentioned front. I assumed it's front app, which is the uh, team collaboration over email. Oh, okay. Uh, but it seems like the front is just at front mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, the product case study conference and workshop series for product managers and UX designers mm-hmm. in Salt Lake, uh, Salt Lake City. Yep, that's in Utah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and that's wh- that's where the idea came from, basically. Yeah, and in other news, mm-hmm. what Twitter told me, yep, is that it's your birthday today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, happy <sir>. birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Because I went, I went to your account. <laughs> okay. And then I saw balloons flying. Oh, I wanted to see that because okay, so I only started using the official Twitter app, um, maybe maybe almost like. 11 months ago let's say like let's say right after my last year's birthday uh oh. yeah i was u- using tweetbot i think and i knew that that's a thing on twitter so I- i'm curious now to okay. log on and see how that looks yes <laughs> okay great nice. nice yeah happy birthday thank you so much i appreciate it yeah um yeah so it's safe to say that there there's been a lot of reflecting last night and yesterday like 29 years old hmm where am I now? You know, lots of philosophical <laughs> questions. But yeah. Yeah. No, uh, so I'm now uh, 36, turning 37. Okay. Like in a month's time. Nice. Uh, and whenever someone 
younger than me uh-huh. worries about their age i'm like okay. oh cute <laughs> nice okay so <laughs> okay so i had this conversation with my with my father actually um and we're almost up to an hour so i think like we need to plan for the next podcast because this is going to be like this is a huge uh topic uh Don't, but yeah. but yeah but i want to tease it a bit so up till let's say 28 years of age i thought that speed is not important um and i thought that uh like media and and society um uh, indirectly is putting on pressure on 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 people um to to like like forbes 30 under 30 the 20 something billionaires like the media only covers when you are ahead of your time kind of you know what i mean like there yeah okay maybe there is now i don't know but it's not like the 60 under 60 is not as hot as the the 30 under 30 list you know what i mean and so that indirectly yes. puts on, puts pressure on people yeah um uh, and so yeah and so up to 28 years uh, of age i thought that that was all uh, uncalled for and unnecessary um but recently i've been thinking about it more uh and i think to an extent and the like key term is to an extent uh sp- yeah. speed is your important. tone made it yeah, you, <laughs> your tone made it sound like a disclaimer yes to an extent way, yeah <laughs> yes speed i forgot that we're on a podcast but okay so um uh, speed is important i i believe um and uh, we can talk more about that in the next episode. yeah okay uh, <laughs> my uh, general impression is that uh, speed is important and you need to make uh, it's not about speed it's about trying to make the most of your time uh, moving forward uh, but to feel regret or to panic about trying to accomplish something as quickly as possible Uh, I think it causes unnecessary stress. Like, okay, uh, right now I have no way of achieving any 30 under 30 list, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that um, you, you can't be accomplished without being recognized for a list. That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Yep. But the other thing, um, the way I see it, uh, uh, for me, all the years that I've lived, They're, they've actually collapsed in memory. I just have memories of those years. Mm-hmm. So I can't really, it, it doesn't make much of a difference in terms of memories when it comes to uh, living 20 years or 30 years or 60 years. Uh, like um, to a large extent, it's just a like repository of memories. Mm. What matters to me now is moving forward how can i achieve as much as i can achieve and then whatever goes into the past that's it that's yeah. i mean it's kind of gone yeah but i i try to um accomplish as much with the time i have ahead of me yeah yeah so so i i, I see what you're saying and and i agree uh with half of it uh, let's say um Uh, one of the principles uh, that I've set for myself is to only compare to my previous self. Uh, and lists like uh, 30 under 30 or getting on any sort of list 
by its nature compares you to others. Um, and so that doesn't align with the principle that I've set for myself. So it's never a goal of mine to be on a list, let's say, uh, because I operate on that principle. With that being said, um, I, I agree with what you're saying that you are putting unnecessary stress on yourself uh, because you haven't achieved something by a certain age. But uh, let's say you've set a, a goal and a vision for yourself um, five years ago, let's say. Okay. So let's say by nice. 25 years old, you, you, you've decided that or you've come to a realization things uh, where uh, you've gained clarity around something uh, and you've decided, yes, this is my goal and I clearly understand it. Uh, and with all the information that I have at this moment, uh, this is the goal I want to pursue, okay? Uh, yeah. And without comparing to others, but uh, idolizing some, of, some people or learning from them uh, is not something that you shouldn't do. Uh, and so, yes, there are people that take, let's say, two years to achieve that goal, some people take 10 years to achieve that goal, but the majority of those people achieve that goal in, let's say, five years, okay? Uh, okay. And so at 25, without comparing to others, but taking from their, like learning from what they've done and how they've achieved that goal that you want to achieve as well, when you're one year away from that goal and you haven't achieved it yet or haven't seen progress or considerable progress towards it, uh, you, I, I believe you do need that sort of stress because you must go back and reflect and be like, okay, at this point, four years later, I, I still have that same clarity and I still have that same goal. And it wasn't that my goal was out of place. I still believe that I am after that goal. Uh, and yet I'm not close, as close as I would like to be to it. Uh, and four years have elapsed. So, so you need to reflect because you need to know what you aren't doing or what isn't working so that you can correct yes. it. Yes. You know? No, I, I definitely agree with this. Uh, but I would say uh, waiting, uh, waiting until the fourth year to start reflecting uh, isn't a healthy option. I think we should all be reflecting on a regular and ongoing basis. Mm. Okay? True. Now, if after four years, you realized you you screwed something up. Like you were meant to build your uh, personal brand and your uh, there are some uh, strategies that you should have uh, applied from day one uh, that would allow you to grow your readership, your audience. So by the time that you've uh, reached the like five year uh, the sorry the uh, four year mark, you. You should have achieved a certain milestone, mm -hmm. okay? And you made that realization on the fourth year that you've not done what you were supposed to, to do. Mm -hmm. Do you stress about trying to achieve um, your goal within the remaining year? Or should you say, I acknowledge that this is not what, um, what I did was not optimal and I may need an additional four or five years? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. I, the thing is, I'm not against like uh, goal setting or a some degree of stress, but 
excessive stress or unnecessary like it's it's kind of arbitrary to choose uh, achieving a goal when you're 30 not when you're 31 like what makes 30 so special mm. um, so sometimes we we're like uh, playing number games and they don't serve us mm-hmm. if i need two years to develop a skill and that m- might take me to the age of 31 it, it's not the end of the world it's fine mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm against unnecessary stress when it conflicts with the reality of the time it takes to develop skills to build an audience um, to make contributions that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah so so a healthy dose of of, of reflection is necessary um, and I love what you said about that. Like uh, now that you you're reflecting with one year remaining, should you push that goal back just because now you've reflected and you realize what needs to be done, uh, or are you going to stress and try to cram it all into one year, right? Um, yeah. And that's an interesting perspective. Yeah, that's something I have to think about. But uh the the reason i was uh, the reason i mentioned 30 uh at the time is because uh i think i was 24 closing on my 25th birthday i think it was something like that and i said uh, and i gave myself 5 years um to achieve the goal and again we can talk about more about it uh, on the next episode um or else this is going to be like a 2 hour episode <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah so uh I, th- I think I think uh, again the general consensus on uh, uh, on on uh, goal setting or on um, like achieving life goals is uh, is not to go for speed but rather go for uh, output or or uh, uh, go for accomplishment okay. or impact yeah. within those uh, but. Uh, uh, when I when I first when I was first uh, exposed to that sort of uh, guidance, uh, I decided that speed is uh, is is unnecessary is an unnecessary metric, let's say, and that you should completely yeah. ignore it. Right? Uh, mm, okay. I'm not saying now that it should be the metric, but I'm saying that it is essential to an extent and okay this is my cliffhanger for the next episode the reason i'm saying i'm realizing that speed is important to an extent is because uh i believe that certain goals uh when achieved at certain times um uh, let's say uh, have a ripple effect on other areas of life so if 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 uh, like let's say one of your goals is to um uh, let's say, uh, uh, let's say, for example, uh, you are not a goal, but a way of life that you're seeking is to uh, be present uh, uh, with your family or be present with your uh, kids as they grow up. Uh, yeah. And you have a certain, let's say, um, uh, criteria or let's say a certain, uh, like you want to be present more than a certain amount. Uh, yeah. Setting a goal uh, such as being financially independent or gaining leverage uh, at a certain time uh, is crucial for you to, to do that. Like you can't gain that uh, financial freedom when you're 50 
and expect to meet the goal of being present as your kids grow up because your kids yes. would be 20 by yes. then. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So basically what you're talking about is financial independence. And I told you in the last call, <laughs> yes, we do. Let, let's, let's, so let's, our topic yeah. for the ne- next yeah. call yeah, yeah. is financial independence. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. We should talk, we should discuss that. But let, let, okay. I, I'm gonna do a, a bit like not not overblown, but just a bit of of planning before the next uh, episode, <laughs> just because we know what we're gonna be talking about, and I feel okay. like there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I just want to add. Um, like uh, one idea, mm-hmm. I may have mentioned it in previous calls, I forget, but I feel it's relevant to what you talked about. Uh, and then we need to uh, plan for the week ahead or okay. what's our, the general direction we want to take uh, for the week ahead. Okay. Um, so uh, Peter Thiel has a really interesting uh, thought experiment and uh, he asks himself uh, if uh, if a goal I want to achieve, uh, to achieve uh, would take five years, or I imagine the goal that I want to achieve would take five years, what prevents me from achieving it within six months? Because the thing is, we, we buy ourselves a lot of time. When, when you say, uh, uh, I'll, uh, st- uh, like, uh, I'll uh, start a business, uh, this year or like uh, in one year's time I will have a business okay mm-hmm. you've actually given yourself a lot of slack you can start a business in a day like mm-hmm. the actual operations of a business may only require a single day mm-hmm. okay again depending on the kind of uh, business or when you say I want to achieve um, like I, I want to have 50,000 followers on Instagram mm-hmm. you can give yourself a lot of time you say uh, maybe it's not achievable within one year, but five years, it's much more achievable. But what prevents you from achieving that goal that you've set five years to achieve and be able to achieve it within six months? Mm-hmm. So that, uh, and the reason why he, he conducts this uh, thought experiment is to question his own assumptions about um, what, uh, what are the steps that would take him to his uh, uh, goal. So mm-hmm. he has to think in unconventional ways for him to achieve um, his goal in less time. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that is very important, so, okay. especially if you value speed. It's not about doing things faster or doing more of the things that you feel will, re- will help you reach your goal. It's about doing things differently that would give you yeah. a huge boost in, in results when like the conventional methods would not give you uh, the results, uh, those kinds of results. That's, that's beautiful. And the reason that's beautiful is because uh, what that says to me is, is when I say to myself that I'm going to achieve a certain goal in five years, I've actually subconsciously set a certain speed to achieve that goal, you know? So, yes, a pace, yes. Yes, or, or, or a pace. And it's, and it's that decision uh, the speed or the pace by which I'm going to achieve that goal will dictate the sort of uh, moves or, or things that I do or the ways I decide to accomplish it based on yeah. what you just said. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's not just that. It's that uh, there's an assumption that um, 
things will unfold with time mm -hmm. but time is not always the most important factor okay um, what you do with that time like the actual activities the strat strategy you set in place mm -hmm. will determine the results that you achieve yeah so, so uh, like in many cases the five-year plan is just a way of extending like you're actually pushing the target that you want to achieve further out in time so you mm -hmm. can say oh i have plenty of time to achieve this mm -hmm. but it's not you may be able to achieve this the exact same thing yeah. in one year or in six months yeah. you just need to approach it in a different way yeah so so i'm writing this down right now uh, uh and how to decide so it's how fast and how to decide because i think that that becomes uh an important part uh you want to give yourself enough time uh but how how do you decide how much is enough time uh so that you don't fall into the trap of you've given yourself way too much time uh, to achieve that goal so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that next time okay okay <laughs> uh, next week what's your yes. plan um okay so next week things should go back to normal in terms of uh timing uh, uh so i'm expecting to be back on four times at the gym uh next week uh the other thing is um i want to i want to at least be uh done with the content for the uh, let's say the the mini email course uh by the end of next week yeah That sounds good. What about you? Okay. Uh, for me, it's uh, uh, to continue with my health commitments in terms of intermittent fasting and um, low-carb, healthy eating. Okay. Uh, and also, I need to uh, dedicate more time to, uh, to completing the online course, at least the first one that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. So I want to dedicate time for that. Uh, plus, I'm actually picking up uh, coding or picking it back up um, because my background is in computer engineering, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I never actually learned how to do um, mobile development. Mm. So I signed up to, to a course um, on uh, iOS development. Nice. Uh, and the reason why I did that is because I want to... Uh, experiment with ideas by prototyping them in okay. an easier way. Okay. Um, so that's one of the things I'll be working on as well. Nice. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Uh, so is that, is, that, uh, is that course next week? Sometime next uh, week? It starts next week. It's actually okay. uh, six sessions, uh, I believe, across two weeks. Okay, cool. Or three weeks, actually. I have one session that starts this this week and then The remaining are in the next two weeks after that. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I, th I think that's my cue. I don't know if you can hear my... Uh... I can, yes. You can, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, sweet. In the I'm, next I'm glad. Uh, call, yeah. in the next call, I'm going to send him an invite. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So I can join yeah. the call. For sure. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. You might want to reconsider <laughs> Yes, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> or, or we'll do like a, a test, uh, a, uh, like test call with him. Yeah, and we'll see if he behaves or not. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweet. Nice. Okay, nice talking to you. Yep, and uh, have a great week. You too.
Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. If you found this episode useful, we would highly appreciate it if you can spread the word and share the love. And if you're inspired to start your own 12 weeks, find yourself an accountability partner and don't delay this any further. Aim for progress, not perfection. It's time to apply what you know to make the changes you want to see in your life. That's it from us for this week. See you next week.